GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ and I'm joined by two men who I'd like to see get bit in the dick by a snake. Hovercraft Joe. <laughs> Coming in hot. And whatever, Jody. Whatever. I want to. See, I want you to get bit bit in your tit by a snake. <laughs> I was gonna say I want to see him get bit in the titty, <laughs> bit in the well, nip. Oh, well, that be that's my great nightmare. minds think alike. I don't like my nipples being touched. I definitely don't like him being being bitten. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, there's well, some good feet in this movie for you. Ugh, there's too many feet. There's like I had forgotten that aspect of it. Like snake vision with all the feet. It was too much. <laughs> too much. I turned away at one point. I retched a little. It was awful. Anyway, Joe, please continue. Uh, no, I was just going to say that uh, joining us, uh, if you haven't guessed already, is uh, Jody. Jody's here uh, for the first time in a while. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't remember. I think the last movie I did was The Meg. Okay. Apparently, well, I only do animal movies now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, look. Operation Dumbo Job coming soon. B, oh. B movies, it's almost oh, B, B animal horror movies, kind of seem like you're you're right up your alley. If we did the, uh, the I mean, uh, I did mention Crawl last time I was on. You did. If we do the 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 Sharknado movies, you're definitely in. Um, well, we're here. Uh, well, this is. Uh, we should say that this is episode 199, and it took us 199 episodes get, to get to this movie, which. Again, like it's a movie that we talked about a lot and kicked around a lot, but we're finally here to talk about snakes on a plane. Um, and, and I'll get right into it. I have actually never seen this movie before until watching it for the podcast. Obviously, I knew all about it. I knew the big, you know, it was a big thing and all the stuff. And we're going to talk about the song, and I love the fucking song. But I had never sat down and watched the movie until I watched it for. The podcast and that blows my mind because i cannot for the life of me figure out who i went and saw this with because i know i saw this in the theater yeah i i legit had not seen it uh uh until this viewing i think maybe i caught part of it on tv or hbo or something because there were a few parts that seemed like vaguely familiar to me but i definitely had never seen the whole thing um what about you uh jody well, I was definitely not at the movies with LPJ because I had also never seen this until <laughs> yesterday when I watched it. I, must have I mean, I probably mom. listened to the song maybe like 600 times, but movie, never seen it. Wow. That blows my mind. Like, I, I for whatever reason, I thought the two of you had seen this movie because I remember you talking about the song a bunch when it came out, um, Jody. Uh, but... Yeah, I have no idea who I went and saw this with. I must have seen it with my brother. That's the only other person I could think of. Maybe our friend Adam, but I can't imagine a scenario where I went and saw a movie with Adam without at least one of the two of you also. Um, that seems like a downgrade for me and 
Oh, me and Hovercraft Joe. Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> Enough chops. Enough chops. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I saw this movie in the theater, and I, I was – there was a lot of hype for this movie. Like, this movie had a huge kind of build before it came out. Everyone knew it existed. Uh, it was all over MTV, and um, I was super excited to see it. Obviously, I went and saw it, uh, and I loved it. Like, after seeing it the first time in the theater, I thought it was just the perfect amount of stupid for me to love. Uh, I love this movie. Have you um, seen it any other times in between? Yeah, I watched it one more time after that when it was I was on HBO or it was on something, and I watched it, and then obviously watching it now for this. It's kind of surprising that we didn't see that. I mean, based on when it came out, I yeah. feel that Joe and I went to the movies all the time in 2006. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, and you, and you, yeah, this movie came out August 18th, 2006. So yeah, that is, I do feel like that's a weird period of time before, you know, anyone had kids and we'd like go to the movies like every Friday and get that. We had that popcorn bucket and it is kind of shocking that we didn't see this movie in the theater. This is not only before uh, kids. This was like before any of us were even married. Oh, like, I was going to say, yeah, that's true, actually. I didn't yeah, get it married been... until two months after this. I was going to say, this is very close to you getting married. Like, right. um, I can't so... believe you do, didn't see this with Erin to celebrate her... On her birthday? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I did. Maybe that's Maybe you did, it. yeah. Who and she uh... still married you somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, let's talk about some of the numbers of this movie. Uh, it has a budget of $33 million uh, and a, so, it, but then it goes on to just have a domestic gross of $34 million and a worldwide gross of $62 million. So it is not a very big success, all things considered. Yeah. Which again, seems crazy because like this movie had, a, all right. So, so the way the movie kind of started, it was this guy named David D'Alessandro who was at the University of Pittsburgh, and uh, he was just kind of wrote the concept for this. And um, it, it kind of, like, kicked around different places in Hollywood. Uh, and, and eventually, like, he developed this internet campaign for it. Um, and it sort of, and it got picked up by MTV and just got bigger and bigger and bigger. So you'd think a ton of people would have gone to see this and it would have made, you know, a hundred million dollars, but it clearly didn't. Like, I don't know, whatever they whatever they did marketing wise did not work. Uh, but yeah, it, it was a real, it was like one of the first big, like, you know, like word of mouth kind of, kind of films. Although it did eventually kind of become a cult classic. Like people have now gone in and seen a lot of it. Here's okay. I want to talk about the Rotten Tomatoes. This is crazy to me. The Rotten Tomatoes on this is sixty nine percent. Yeah. Which, which, if you're keeping track at home, is sixty percent better than Beverly Hills Cop Three, which only had nine percent. Yep. Um, and then the audience score is forty nine percent. So critics like this movie better than audiences, which is insane to me. It Why? Is, it is so insane. I don't know. I don't get it. I. I don't know why people don't like this movie. Well, like, why did critics like this movie, though? I mean, 69%, obviously, it's not, like, overwhelming support for it, but still, like, you'd think that this movie would be below 50% critics, for sure. 
I mean, realistically, I mean, think about it. Obviously, the premise is very silly. It doesn't make any sense. But short of that, like, all the performances in it are really good. Um, the plot makes sense, you know, despite real, the fact real, that... Real, really good. I don't know. I have some issues. <laughs> okay, I have some issues. I have some... Most of them are good. I have some issues with that dude, Sean. I think he's kind of a terrible actor, Okay, that's fair. I agree with that. But, you know, critically, I get why the critics would have liked this. It's not... It's not taking itself too seriously. It knows what it is. Well, that's true, too. I think that's what this has, movie has going for it a lot, is that it's like, it's dumb, but it knows that it's dumb. It's not like a movie where it's like, oh, we're trying to be serious, and we ended up accidentally being dumb. Like, it knows full well how stupid the idea of this movie is, and it leans into it. So, yeah. Critics love snake vision. <laughs> Um, okay, so top grossing movies of 2006 are Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Dead Man's Chest, which I think is the one we saw where they did that performance in front of the, speaking of going to the movies, I think that's the third Pirates movie, and I think that's the one where we saw them do the little play in front of the uh, movie theater. Um, number two, Night at the Museum, number three, Cars. This movie, Snakes on a Plane, came in 93rd in the domestic box office. And we have only done one other movie in 2006, and it's number nine, Casino Royale. All right. So, okay. So, cast of this movie, uh, and I was surprised how many people I knew in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, obviously. Uh, Juliana Margulies. Uh, Rachel Blanchard. Uh, Keenan Thompson, who I didn't know was in this. Um, uh, David Koechner, uh, Bobby Cannavale, uh, Elsa Pataki, um, and the lady that played uh, Happy Gilmore's grandma and Happy uh, Gilmore. Yep. And Anyone Ta- else? You Taylor Kitsch makes a quick appearance in the beginning. Who is he in that? He's movie? the he's the guy that he's in the, the guy in the bathroom. In the, yeah, he's my high club guy. The banging the chick in the bathroom. Oh, that's that's I hear yeah, that. No, because I I saw that and said he was in there. I didn't realize that was him. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Taylor Kitsch, star star of the Terminal List on Amazon. (laughs) Which, if you're listening to these episodes in order, it's going to be weird. Anyway. You're not going to get that reference until two episodes from now. Because I was like, we just talked about the Terminal List. In the future. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, you guys ready for some uh, net worth? Yes. All right. Uh, first up, Bobby Cannavale. He's got that sweet, sweet Ant-Man money. What do you think for Bobby Cannavale LPJ? He's got that sweet, sweet Mr. Robot money. You guys need to watch Mr. Robot. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go f- 20 million. Okay. He acts a lot. He's in a lot of stuff. Oh, he's also got that sweet, sweet other guy's money. He's a guy that's like, cut the shit. Anyways, go ahead, Jody. Uh, he has that sweet, sweet Ferdinand money. I think I saw that three times in the theater. With Avery. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say 12 million. $10 million yeah. for Bobby Cannavale. Next up, David Keckner. He's got that sweet, sweet anchor man money. What do you think, Jody, for David Keckner? He, uh, I don't know anything he has sweet, sweet money for, but I'm going to say $7 million. He's, uh, he was a, Is he in the uh, office? I was going to say he was on The Office. He was um, uh, Michael's buddy. I can't think of what his He was the worst. Was the 
Yeah. Anyways, uh, LBJ, what do you think? He's got that sweet, sweet SNL money. Uh, that's all I can think of. He's in a million things also, uh, but I can't think of what he's in right now. Um, I'm going to go $8 million. Uh, $4 million for David Koechner. And Todd Packard, that's the name of his character on The Office. Oh, it is. I'm glad that I thought of it because it was going to be preoccupying me if I didn't. Uh, next up, Elsa Pataki. She's got that sweet, sweet uh, Fast and Furious 5, 6, and 7, and part of 8 money? What do you think? Uh, LPJ for uh, Elsa Pataki. She got that sweet, sweet Married to Chris Hemsworth money. Uh, I'm gonna go ten million. Jody, uh, wasn't she in the latest Thor movie? Maybe Was not. She? <laughs> I could be wrong. Uh, sweet, sweet eight million. Uh, gosh, fifty million dollars for 50? Elsa Pataki. Fifty million. Fifty-five zero. Five zero, fifty million dollars. I need to look up some more stuff she's in. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, Keenan Thompson. He's got that sweet, sweet Keenan and Kel money. What do you think for Keenan Thompson, Jody? He has that sweet, sweet Hubie Halloween money, and Joe almost spit out his drink. And so I'm going to go with twenty-five million. Uh, LPJ. I'm going to go, he's got that sweet, sweet, all that money. I'm going to say, and he was on SNL for, he might still be on SNL. I don't even know. Uh, I think he is. I'll go, I'll go $30 million. $13 million for Keenan So he has all that sweet, sweet money. Yeah, all <laughs> that sweet, sweet money. You're right. Next up. Rachel Blanchard, she's got that sweet, sweet played share on the Clueless television series money. What do you think, LPJ? I have no idea who this person is. Uh, I don't know, five million. Jody, she has that sweet, sweet road trip cash. <laughs> Ten million. Uh, Two million dollars for Rachel Blanchard. Uh, next up, Juliana Margulies, she's got that sweet, sweet ER money. What do you think, Jody? Well, she has that sweet, sweet Disney's animated movie Dinosaur voice money. So I'm going to say $13 million. Uh, LPJ. She's got that sweet, sweet. I can't think of anything else she's in uh, other than ER. Uh, I'll go $8 million. $24 million wow. for Juliana Margulies. She had another. Oh, that's uh, right. Successful series on CBS. I yes. can't remember what it was called. She was the president. She's in a few of the uh, Sopranos. Um, okay. Last up, the man himself, Samuel L. Jackson. He's got that sweet, sweet, hateful eight money. What do you think for Samuel L. Jackson? I can't remember who's supposed to go first on this one. Jody, can you go first. Jody. He has that sweet, sweet Coach Carter movie. Car- <laughs> Coach Carter money. Joe loves that movie. I'm going to say $250 million. Well, I have seen that movie in theaters with you, unlike that movie Glory Road or whatever it is that you insist I saw in theaters with you that I did not. Anyways, LPJ, what do you think for Samuel Jackson? He's got that sweet, sweet in two scenes of the season one finale of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where he wasn't even where he wasn't even on set. They clearly filmed him on a green screen to be in that episode. Uh, I'm going to go $160 million. 
You know, we've done it so many times on this podcast. You think you'd be closer? He has two hundred and fifty million dollars. That's what I said. Uh, is it? Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. I was, I was, I forgot because I was laughing so. Much I know about. that you're just a guest on the show, Joe. <laughs> I know. Well, you, you know, don't always have to defer to LPJ. <laughs> I have, I have more segments, and I have to go through the whole plot. But I'm just a reoccurring guest on this. Stupid podcast, 199 episodes minus like the 30 I wasn't on. You're just so. you're like a really dedicated fan. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, okay, uh, this movie is directed by David R. Ellis. You got anything on him, LBJ? Uh, he did a lot of the um, uh, final. I think Final Destination is that what he did? Yeah. Final Destination yeah, like movies. He, oh, randomly. Homeward Bound 2. I was just going to say he directed Homeward Bound 2. Interesting. <clears throat> yep. Oh, and he directed that movie Shark Night. I remember seeing that movie in theaters. It yeah. was not good. Oh, Cellular. <laughs> Cellular's pretty solid. Oh, the uh, Chris Evans, yeah. Jason Statham. Uh, that was a good movie. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I've never seen it, but. Uh, and then this movie is written by, it says, story by David Dasselandoro. Delisandro. Thank you. Uh, and John Heffernan. And then the screenplay is by John Heffernan and Sebastian Gutierrez. Yep. Uh, and then the music is by Trevor Rabin. Uh, have we talked about him ever before? Yeah, we have. He, what are we talking oh, about? Oh, he, he, did, he did the music for Armageddon. That's right. Yep. We just talked about. It. He also was the composer for National Treasure. So, yep. um, but more importantly, we're going to talk about like uh, the quote unquote. I don't know hit song. I love this song. Uh, I don't know if it was an actual hit, uh, but uh, the the song "Snakes on a Plane" is that what it's actually called? It's called "Bring uh, It." Like, bring it. Bring it. And in parentheses, "Snakes on a Plane" by uh, Cobra Starship. Um, it was big featured- on MTV. It was yeah. big in my car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was big in my apartment this last week uh, after I watched the movie because I was constantly singing it to myself. So uh, we're going to play some of it, right, LBJ? Yep. Here it is. That's a great song. It's so poppy and catchy. I I love that song. I seriously do. Like I could listen to it like five times in a row and still be like, "Yep, it's good. I love it. Yep, it's a good song." It is really good. I don't like this band is made up of a bunch of different like people from bands that all like broke up. 
Yeah. It's the guy from well, Midtown. The, main, the, guy the from, main guy from Midtown, yeah. Yep. Anyway, it's a good song. Uh, Jody, thoughts on this I love song? it. I mean, I listen to it. It pops up on my playlist probably every month or so. Every month or so? Really? Yeah, I don't have that many songs on a playlist. <laughs> when I drive around in the car. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, uh, okay, taglines. Uh, taglines, there's four of them. First one, on August 18th, summer really begins. Yeah. Okay, next up, at 30,000 feet, snakes aren't the deadliest thing on this plane. What? No. I'm, then what are? I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> Well, okay. Next one. Sit back, relax, enjoy the fright. Uh, and then the last one. Airline food ain't what you gotta worry about. So there's your tag. I feel like there could. I feel like there could have been better taglines for this movie. So I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. Um, okay. Anything else you guys want to mention before we start talking about the quote unquote plot of this movie? No. I don't think so. Uh, all right, let's get into it then. Movie starts off in Hawaii. There's a guy on a dirt bike, and we see a lot of this guy riding his dirt bike around it's Hawaii. So long. So much of this guy riding his dirt bike around Hawaii. And then, literally, I like that he gets off his dirt bike and cracks a Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I get it. X Games. Um, I was like, that's X Games for LPJ. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know that I need to tell you this, but that was my favorite part of the movie was the cracking of the Red Bull <laughs> and the dirt bike riding. So he stops like in the Hawaiian jungle and he uh, witnesses a murder, uh, a gangster, Eddie Kim. Uh, we never really explain what Eddie Kim's crimes are or what he, you know, what he does. It's bad. He's a gangster. That's how we're told. And he, he uh, murders the like, prosecuting attorney for los angeles who's on vacation in hawaii they have him like strung up and he like kills him with a baseball bat uh, style. uh yeah and so uh dirt bike guy sean witnesses this and like gets away but then later like they um are able to like <clears throat> How, how do they find him? they're able to figure out who he is like and, and track him down to his apartment i'm like well, like the police say that they found his, they found the Red Bull can and got finger <laughs> and got fingerprints off it. So that's how they knew where he was. That's how Samuel Jackson found him, or he's FBI. But anyways, but I think Eddie. Kim, I think Eddie Kim has Eddie Kim's got connections. I think he has corrupt people in the police in the police. Uh, police uh, force. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So uh, he sends guys to kill Sean. Samuel Jackson shows up and saves him. Uh, he's an FBI agent, um, and, and like I said, they know that dirt bike guy was there because of the Red Bull game. Um, uh, so they basically, they're like, hey, we need you to testify against Eddie Kim. We're going to fly you from Hawaii to Los Angeles to testify. You got to do it. He agrees to do it. Then we're introduced. We, we cut to the airport, and there's like a guy, like, it's it's bad to say now because he's such a terrible human being, but like this that guy, like the music star is supposed to be like R. Kelly, right? Like, I don't like, think it's supposed to be R. Kelly, but it's, it's, that's three G's. It's someone, <laughs> someone along those lines. Okay. And he signed someone boob and he's at the airport and like Keenan Thompson and some other dude are like his security. 
Um, Juliana Margulies is a flight attendant, and this is like her last flight. It's my last flight, and then I'm getting out. Maybe she's going to law school? Yes. Question mark. She going to law school. <laughs> Which I don't know why they threw that detail in. It does not matter. Um, so uh, Eddie Kim gets a tip off about the flight number that he's going to be on because they make it look like he's flying out on a private flight, but they actually fly him like commercial. Um, I don't understand why, like, so the whole thing is like, they're like, well, we're going to take him on this flight and everybody out of first class, we got to have him in first class by himself, but wouldn't it like make more sense to just like mix him in, you know? And like, I don't know, like I, that whole part kind of confused me. They take over all of first class, which is on the second level of the second plane. level of this plane. So it's, but it's like, if you wanted to be inconspicuous, wouldn't you just like get on the plane and sit with normal people and. I don't think they're trying to be inconspicuous there. I think they're trying to uh, uh, be inconspicuous as far as like what flight he's getting on. And then once they get him on the flight, make sure he's protected as best as possible. Um, My biggest issue is like, so, so does Eddie Kim have this whole, this whole thing planned out ahead of time? Uh, And if so, like, how does he get the cargo loaded on this plane so fast? Because I don't find out Sean is on this plane until he's getting on the plane. Like the cargo guy sees him. The the, the guy that, loading the plane. That, that, that is true. The guy that tips him off Every is the cargo guy. plane has 400 snakes on it. <sighs> well, yeah, sense. because that's, that's the thing. It's like they load a big crate. Okay, also a couple things. So, like, they load a big thing of snakes onto the plane, right? But also they spray – also the timeline on the lays doesn't make sense because they spray right. all the lays with, like, this pheromone to make the snakes go crazy. And then they hand them on to the people getting on the plane to leave Hawaii. I thought that was like a right? when you get to Hawaii type <laughs> thing. Like, right, right. Like, I, I, don't, I feel like they don't hand out lays when you're getting on a plane to leave Hawaii. I haven't been to Hawaii. If Devin was on this episode, we could ask him. He's been to Hawaii. I haven't. But I don't. I don't think that's how it works. I think when you get off a plane, maybe they give you lays. I think so. I think that's how it works. I think you're right. Uh, uh, look, that's not the biggest problem of this movie, and, <laughs> and and realistically, who cares? Yeah. So basically, all you need to know is that they load a crate with a timer that's going to open up on the plane, full of snakes, and they spray all the lays <laughs> with this pheromone to make the snakes go crazy. Yep. Okay. So the FBI, like we said, they take over first class on this two-story plane. Um, There's only, like, one more shot of Eddie Kim in this whole movie, and he's, like, practicing karate. And I'm like, oh, is he going to fight someone? No. He's not in the movie ever again. They show him practicing karate, and he's like, yeah, execute the plan. That's it. He doesn't come up at all. I thought we were going to see him get arrested at the end. Something. No. That's it. He's He's not in the movie anymore. At all. Zero. Anyways. Okay, so, and, and this is my next note that said that Happy Gilmore's grandma is one of the flight attendants. Um, so the crate with the snakes opens. It's time to open it open, so they all start sleuthing around. This is where I have a note that says, oh, are we getting snake vision? Yes, we are. We got a lot of point of view shots of the snakes crawling around, but it's all like tinted green for yeah, some reason. Apparently snakes only see in green, guys. I hated snake vision. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't there a lot, but it was there enough. So the snakes are loose. Uh, Tim Riggins, apparently, goes into the uh, uh, bathroom to have sex, the Mile High Club. 
Uh, and also to get high. And yeah. to that's get high. That's how the snake got in because he pulled down the fire or the smoke detector. Well, that's right. So the snake gets in, uh, bites the lady right on the boob, <laughs> bites Tim Riggins, um, and they're all dead. But like they're like this, the flight attendants are just like, Haha, those people are having sex in there. And like, I feel like if that was a real flight, like they'd probably be like, yeah, you can't do that. Like they wouldn't just be laughing about it. But I don't know. I'm not a flight attendant. I don't, I don't know how that works. So all of our um, flight attendants out there, join the discord. Let us know. Do you guys laugh when people have sex in the bathroom? <laughs> Um, so then, uh, all the snakes bite the electronics, the avionics in the plane. I'm like, why did they bite those? Ah, you know what? Horny snakes do weird things, my friend. <laughs> those snakes were very aggressive. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the stuff on the lays were driving them crazy, Jody, apparently. So did they spread that stuff on the wires too? Listen, when you're a snake... And you've got that lay juice all up in your nose. <laughs> it just makes you crazy. I I, I gotta I, I love like literally my notes. <laughs> There's a stretch of my notes here that says snake bites lady on a boob. Snake bite electronics for some reason. Snake bites dude on the dick. <laughs> snake crawls up lady's dress. Like it all, all the way to her eye. <laughs> but like so the guy gets up to go to, after they they mess up the avionics. The guy goes gets up to go to the bathroom. A snake crawls out of the toilet, bites him directly on the dick, and it hurts so much. Which I go great. It would hurt. He's like thrashing around, and he like impales his head on the hook of the door of the bathroom and dies. So if you're keeping track, that means there's between two bathrooms, there's three dead bodies in them on this plane that haven't been discovered yet. Yep. Um, so yeah, then that snake crawls up that lady's dress, and she's like sleeping, so she doesn't realize it. She's like, "Ooh, like she's into it," but it's like, I feel like I'd wake up if a snake crawled up my pants. But we had I some know. snake you know vision. What? Uh, we, could, we could try it. All right. Well, maybe of <laughs> some ladies uh, barefoot on the plane. What the fuck is up <laughs> <Yeah>. with that? <laughs> Don't go barefoot on planes, folks. Don't do it. <laughs> So uh, then the pilot tries to go down to fix the avionics and he gets killed by a snake and then like shit hits the fan and like the, the, the breathing mass drop. But when they drop all these snakes drop out of the ceiling and they start like, they are biting the shit out of a lot of people. That's where you said that the dress snake goes up and bites that lady right in the eyeball for some reason. Yeah. People get dead real quick in this. Those snakes are very aggressive, very bitey. And a lot of people well, are dead. This movie moved pretty quick. At this point, yeah. we were about 35 minutes in. I was like, what the hell is going to go on the next hour and 10 minutes? Yeah. Well, also, like, I was pretty shocked that that little kid got bit by a snake, too. <laughs> like, dear Lord. So all these people are getting – and then, like, so Samuel Jackson finally figures out what's going on. And he's like, oh, everyone get to the front <laughs> of the plane. He finally figures out there's a shit ton of snakes <laughs> in the plane. So but like, only uh, on the lower level. Right. Right. He so was good like, in first class. Yeah, which is like, why didn't everybody go upstairs sooner? I don't know. Anyways, they're like, get to the front of the plane. And there's like this mass panic. <laughs> there's this really weird scene where this dude gets trampled in the mass panic. And then he gets a, a lady steps on him and he gets his, her heel like in, in his, his ear. ear? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't um, enough for the snakes to kill people. They're like, we need other ways to kill people as well. And yeah, then the you know, one. They, they, you need a palate cleanser from all the snake bites. 
The one flight attendant dude uh, puts a snake in the microwave and kills it, which reminded me a lot of when they killed that gremlin in the first Gremlins in the microwave. Uh, were you paying attention to the microwave? I I didn't see it when I watched it, but I read it in the notes that he apparently hit a button that like was like a pre-cook for snake. Yes. <laughs> they use that in Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Microwaves? Yeah, the snake button oh. in the microwave. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So, but going to the front of the plane stops snakes, just like it stops if you're at the movie theater, and there's a well, tornado warning. Well, I also like that they're like, I don't know, stack up some luggage, and they stack up a bunch of luggage, and I guess the snakes are like, ah, fuck, I guess like we can't get through there, like we're, we're we can't slither through these stacked up luggage. No, we've um, we've managed to wriggle our way through this plane. And down through the emergency breathing hatch, breathing breathing uh, mask hatch, and uh, everywhere else. But this this luggage, this luggage is is it's impenetrable. Um. <laughs> so Samuel Jackson has a taser. By the way, he's tasing some snakes. Uh, this must be a quote that maybe uh, T- Keenan Thompson has because his buddy, the other bodyguard, gets bit in the ass by a snake. But I have a note that says, "Oh snap! You got a snake on your ass." Keenan Thompson does not seem like a bodyguard. No. Also, I'm going to pose a question for you, uh, because we're introduced next, uh, because the the character saves Rachel Blanchard, the kickboxing dude. Somebody explain why the kickboxing. They make it seem like he's going to be a big deal, but he doesn't really do anything. LBJ, Jody, any thoughts on the kickboxing guy? Nope, I got nothing. I, I thought maybe... Like they're in an earlier cut because you see you see Eddie Kim fighting you know with the karate before and you see kickboxer guy. I think maybe in an earlier cut Eddie Kim shows up and maybe the kickboxer guy knocks him out or something. Or <laughs> it's so weird because they make a they make thought a he big was a Eddie Kim plant. Oh, because they, they make a big point of being like. He's a kickboxer and he's there for a kickbox. Like they make a big deal of it, and he doesn't really. Do- I mean, he grabs a snake, but like that's about it. Like he doesn't. It's not like I was like I was like, oh shit, is this guy gonna be like drop kicking and like snakes and stuff at some point in this movie? But no, no. he doesn't. No, um, really. The next time you see him is like at the end where he's sliding down the slide with. Is he is he carrying one of the kids? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um. Uh. So. Happy Gilmore's grandma gets bit saving uh, Thor's baby mama's kid. Um, and Samuel L. Jackson has an FBI partner. He got bit and died. Uh, dies. Uh, and they also find out that there was a doctor on board, but he's already dead. Uh, then Thor's wife saves that little kid that got bit by uh, sucking the poison out of uh, his arm. <laughs> the so wound. gross. It was so <laughs> gross. It was so gross when she like... Cause it was like all pussy and stuff, and it's like, bleh, bleh. like I can't. I, that <laughs> so, that so stuff grosses me out. People who are into watching like Doctor Pimple Popper and stuff, uh, I don't. Aaron get watches that, and I don't like. It is awful. It is so awful. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand how people get into that. So, uh, also, we should mention that like Bobby Cannavale is like FBI too, and he's like on the ground, and Samuel L. Jackson has been like talking to him this whole time. He's supposed to like show up and. He's part of the team. So at this point, when he finds out about all the snakes, he goes to find a snake expert, um, 
because they don't know anything about snakes. Um, when they get the snake expert, um, I don't know why. The next note I have just says time is tissue. I think that's what the that's snake what he says. expert says. That's what the snake expert says. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So uh, David Koechner gets bit by a snake, and you think he's dead, but he's not dead. Um, but then he does end up dying. Uh, when right? he comes up out of the pit, his arm legit looks like Popeye arm. Yeah, it's all swollen. <laughs> Um, so the plane starts to crash. Uh, I was also surprised that there was a big thing where they introduced these like newlyweds and it was like, oh, the guy's afraid to fly. And they're like, don't, they don't have the lays. And I'm like, oh, okay. These are, then they get like crushed by it, by the, like they get crushed by the, uh, like, uh, yeah, because the plane's like dipping and it flies back and it crushes them. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, at um, no point was anyone wearing a seatbelt on this plane <laughs> the entire first half of the flight. Like, they hit turbulence, and people are just, like, flying, like, against the ceiling. Um. So, uh, more people get bit by snakes, and then that big-ass python, which is just, like, hanging out in the ceiling for some reason, falls through. <laughs> And they're like, okay, everybody get upstairs. There's too many people on the stairs. The stairs collapse. A couple people fall and get impaled yeah. and die. Straight up die. And then there's the British dude who's like the jerk, and the big python's coming. And he takes Rachel Blanchard's dog, and he throws it. He throws it at the snake, and the snake literally grabs it out of the air. It's like, oh, <laughs> eats it in like one bite, I feel like. But then the British dude gets caught by the python and wraps around him. I wish they would have showed the whole thing. They show it starting to swallow his head. I wish they would have showed it like later, like crawling around. Because they, they show it, they show you it. see it later. You see it later, and he's like up to his like torso. Oh, I must have. Yeah. I must have and then when that. he, and then when he, um, when they blow the side of the uh, plane, I out remember it flying and... out of the plane, but I don't remember seeing his body in there. But... That's oh, when yeah. I saw it. Yeah. You oh, really? See, you when see it the flies out of the plane, yeah. you can see a half a body and giant snake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'll have to rewatch it. Um, okay. So, <laughs> where are we at? This movie's insane. <laughs> um, uh... Is this the part? As we got to where they used the lifeboat they, to... Yeah, they used the life raft to block the, snares, the snakes from getting upstairs. So I'm like, couldn't those snakes bite that and just pop it and then it would deflate? Eh, maybe. Um, the air conditioning stops working. Um, the, the rap guy starts freaking out. And he, like, grabs Samuel L. Jackson's gun. And, like, everything's going to shit. But then they, like, talk him down. And he's like, okay, sorry, I grabbed your gun or whatever. <laughs> After uh, he, he, he punched a woman, too, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He pushed that one stewardess, the one that was into Sean. Oh, uh, right. ha- Happy Gilmore's grandma dies uh, from the snake bite. Um, Samuel Jackson goes back down to get like the lights and the air back on. Um, and, and in the process, he kills the snake with a spear gun. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the spear gun's just there. Yeah. Like why is a spear gun? Like, can you pack a spear gun in luggage? Question mark. I guess. I don't know. Well, you can't take a carry on. That's for sure. Um, so, uh, Barbie kind of uh, after talking to the snake expert, they're able to track down the guy that gave Eddie Kim all the snakes uh, and so they they have a list of all the snakes that are on the plane, and they can get the anti venom, and that's part of it. Uh, David Keckner, who was alive, 
then ends up dying. <laughs> he like comes out of the plane <laughs> and he because he got bit again? Question mark. And yeah, then, I think like, there was more snakes yeah. in the cockpit. Yep. And they open. Yeah, they open the cockpit and there's a bunch of snakes in there. So they close the door and oh, this that's okay. This is where we get the iconic line that everybody knows about this movie, which is Samuel L. Jackson saying, I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Which is funny, because did you see they said that that was like part of a reshoot for this movie? Yeah. Like this like he, line that... He said it He said it in a commercial, like as a joke, and they bleeped it, and it was never actually in the movie, and then they... They wanted to after after they got the feedback from it. They wanted to make it an R-rated movie, so then they did reshoots, added that scene with uh, Taylor Kitsch and the uh, and the girl, and then uh, added the Sam Jackson scene with him saying the line. Did you did you see what they change it to when they uh, when they have to say it on TV? Uh, the I've seen these, though these Monday Friday snakes in this. I've I've had it with these monkey fighting snakes right. on this Monday to Friday plane. That's, right. That's how they change it on TV. So, okay, couple things here as we're barreling toward the end of this movie. They need someone to fly the plane to land it, and the rap guy's like, Keenan Thompson can fly it, and Keenan Thompson's like, Yeah, I guess I can. But that's when they find out that the cockpit is full of the cockpit is full of snakes. And Samuel Jackson says the line about being sick and the motherfucking snakes. So their plan to get rid of the snakes from the cockpit is to shoot a hole in the window of the plane and have all this. Like, wouldn't, like, doesn't that seem like, wouldn't it have been easier to just somehow try and kill the snakes in the cockpit? Like, I, I just seemed insane to me that that was their plan to be like, yep, shoot a hole in the window. They'll fly out. It doesn't make sense, but again, <laughs> you know this movie's uh, not really thinking about that stuff. That's the hole keeps getting bigger and bigger and yeah, bigger as more and more it's things true. crash through the side of the plane. <laughs> but then it gets to a point where like pressure must have balanced because then nothing was flying out. Right, yeah, that's right, true. Yep. The stewardess were just like unbuckling their like belts they're holding on to. Like we can just walk around now. That's <laughs> true. So, Keenan Thompson, uh, they go to land a plane and they find out that his flight experience is Flight Simulator. <laughs> Which is like, I played Flight Simulator and I don't think I could land a plane. I played a little bit of Pilot Wings. Does that count? <laughs> I don't know. All my experience is with TIE Fighter versus X-Wing. So, you know. I remember uh, I had a Sega Master System game, F-16 Fighting Falcon. I oh, played that game that was lot. so hard. <laughs> it was so hard. Like, landing was uh, impossible. <laughs> Um, so, but Keenan Thompson's able to land the plane. Everyone gets off the plane. Bobby Cannavale shows up with all the anti-venom. Uh, and then there's that really weird bit where, like, Sean's getting off the plane and, like, a snake shows up and, like, is on him. And then Samuel Jackson, like, shoots him and you're like, oh, shit, did Samuel Jackson just shoot him? But he shot the snake off him and he was wearing a bulletproof vest and he's like, okay? Like, it was yeah. a weird fake out. I don't know why that was there. And then the movie ends with, because uh, Sean is like an extreme sports guy we talked about, the movie ends with him and Samuel Jackson going surfing. You forgot the love, the, the love story. What's Samuel that? Jackson's going to go on a date with Juliana Margulies. Oh, that's right. He is going to go on a date with Juliana Margulies. Uh, and then him and Sean go surfing, which is like, if you had like asked me how I thought this movie was going to end, it definitely was not with Samuel Jackson and that guy going surfing. Well, they're best friends now. They lived through a traumatic incident. 
Well, I guess that's true. But when they landed the plane, Samuel Jackson did say all praises to PlayStation. He did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, that that's the end of the movie. Uh, then we get the video for uh, the Snakes on a Plane song, which has a cameo. I did watch the whole thing. Has a cameo from Samuel Jackson and Pete Wentz. So there you yep. go. Yep, Pete Wentz and Sam Jackson in the same video. Who who, who would have thought? Um. Uh, do you have any role reversals? Just one. The only one I had was Shia LaBeouf, who was going to play Sean and then turn the role down. Oh, okay. Which, I don't yeah, know, I like, felt like this, this, he would have been good in this movie. Like, this is kind of like, this movie would have been up his alley, I feel like. Yeah, I, I think he would have definitely been better. Yeah. Because that strong guy did kind of suck. He was pretty terrible. I don't even know, who's <laughs> that, was he in? I don't even know what that guy's from. He's an Aust- He was clearly not American. Uh, he was obviously Australian. Uh, but he was extreme, though. Super extreme. I don't even know what he was in. Um, I don't see anything else that I recognize. Nothing, nothing. Oh, he was in Warriors of Virtue. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's that the 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 movie with the giant anthropomorphic um kangaroos, and Ice T is one of the kangaroos. Uh, you guys don't know what I'm talking probably- about. No. You need to look that up. No, we're we're effing with you. We know what this is, and we're just giving... No, we don't know what you're talking about. You need about. to look that up. It's, it's ridiculous. I think I'll pass on that. All right, fine. Pass on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. He was terrible. He was not very good in this. Um, be, yeah. That's it. We did it, guys. That's it. It's a movie. All right, episode <laughs> over. See ya. Uh, any did final thoughts? Think- I felt this movie was so dark. Like, I watched it yesterday afternoon. During the day, and I was in my living room, and I had all the windows, like, the blinds closed and everything. I feel I need to watch this in the basement with all the lights off because every scene was so was darker than Venom, the end of the <laughs> Venom movie. Uh, I, I thought it was fine. I don't remember it being that dark. I guess I didn't necessarily notice that either, but... Maybe, I, think, maybe, I think maybe, maybe you need a new maybe, TV. Maybe the brightness on Jody's <laughs> TV is messed up. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah, I think I think maybe it's a it's a Jody issue, not a uh, everyone else issue. User error, I guess. Clearly. That's what I tell the kids at school. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I feel like this is one of those ones we got through fast, but like, there's not like a lot. I mean, like, there's not a lot to it. Like. There's fucking snakes on a plane, right? Like, that's what the movie is. Yeah. I mean, that's it. I, that's really it. All right. Well, then let's do this. <laughs> then. Let's rate it, and then we'll we'll wrap it up with some final thoughts. All right. Jody, you're the guest. You want to go first? What do you, what, what do you want to do? You want to go first, second, third? How do you want to handle it? I can go first. All right, do it. Um, I think that... I really enjoyed it. Like I said, about halfway, like 30 minutes in, I was like, how is this going to go on for another hour and 10 minutes? But I was never bored. I watched it straight through. I never stopped the entire time like Hovercraft Joe likes to. Oh, um, I watched this in two sittings, I'll have you know. That's pretty good for you. That is pretty good. But, um, I mean, was it ridiculous? Yes. Was it entertaining? Yes. I think I'm going to give it three and a quarter 
broken off pop bottle or broken off bo- beer bottles that they used as a weapon. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it got that extra point two five for uh, the amazing song at the end. Uh, LBJ, why don't you go next? All right. Um, you know, I I think the three of us have affinity for dumb movies. Uh, obviously, we love Shark Sharknado and all those dumb, idiot, stupid movies. Uh, this is kind of in that vein, although not as dumb as those as the Sharknado movies. Um, this movie is exactly what it claims to be. It is snakes on a plane with Sam Jackson kicking ass and people killed left and right it's a throwback to classic b movies um yes some of the like like sean is not a very good actor but the characters that are in this are all entertaining individually um like keenan thompson is is pretty funny in this he's 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 good in this sam jackson's good in this um everybody kind of plays their role and 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 facilitates this movie never really slowing down. Um, You know, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It knows what it is and it leans into it. Um, I could rewatch this movie and, and be very, very happy doing it. Uh, The song at the end is fantastic. Um, I'm going to give this. (sighs) (laughs) I mean, realistically I should give this three and a half machine guns, but I think I'm gonna give it for machine guns just because it, it's so it's so stupid. Wow. It's stupid fun. Like it is the dumbest. It's such a fun movie that I think it has rewatchable value, and it's just it's dumb fun. So I'm gonna go for machine guns on this. All right. Um, yeah, you're right. I, this movie. I mean, yes, this movie is stupid. Like it's fucking as dumb as you can get. But I did have a lot of fun watching it. Like, it's a fun watch because, as we discussed, it knows what it is. Like, it's not trying to be something that's not. It's like, hey, we know this is a dumb movie and a dumb idea, but we're just going to lean into it and have fun. Uh, And and I had fun watching it. And it it reminded me almost more of, like, a a disaster movie, if you think about it. Like, you're introduced to, like, all these kind of eccentric different characters, and they're thrown together, and they have to work together. So it's like, you know, it's something almost kind of like that, but... Uh, Samuel Jackson's great in it, and like when, when he even like the famous line, the motherfucking snakes. It's like it doesn't even, it's like it doesn't even make sense when he says it. It's like it's great, but it's also so stupid that he says it. Like I don't know. I, I, I and I definitely will watch this again. I gotta watch it again just to see that guy hanging out of the snake. So um, I'm not quite where you're at because. I'm gonna give it three and a half machine guns. That's where I'm at with. Come on, Kechner's funny did, in this. Kechner's real funny. I did really enjoy it, and I had a good time watching it, and I will watch it again, but I, I got to go with three and a half. This is one where, like, I'm surprised it took me so long to see it, and but I'm glad I, I'm glad, I'm glad I saw it. And like I said, this is one I'd throw on and just, like, because, like I said, it doesn't – it's not trying to be something it's not, and I appreciate that, that it's not like – you know, and it, but it, it takes uh, – it takes itself just serious enough. Like it, it, yeah. it, like the performances are good and it doesn't, it's not like a farce, like a comedy, but it also is ridiculous. So yeah, I, I enjoy this thoroughly. So three and a half machine guns. I still, it still blows my mind that the two of you hadn't seen this before. Well, none uh, of it was familiar at all to me. Wow. The that song is, at the end, that was it. That's it. 
I, I could have sworn, like, even after hearing the song, you would have rented it at some point. But like, man. I thought for sure that this movie was going to end with, like, Eddie Kim was at the airport and they had to chase him down or something. It's like, no, no they just went surfing. <laughs> I was very nope. surprised by that. Keenan Thompson landed the plane using his PlayStation 2 skills. <laughs> yep. I was like, Samuel Jackson did tell him to turn this big fucker left. <laughs> yep. uh, I also like the part where it's like, it was so hot in there, the air conditioning off, and Samuel Jackson's like, nah, I still got my leather jacket on him. <laughs> he said he's from Tennessee. I oh, mean, he, did, he hadn't even noticed. He did say that, you're right. <laughs> um yeah, I, this movie is a lot of fun, and I, I'm assuming that a lot of people have seen this, and they're unlike me and me and Jody. But if not, check it out because it's you know you have to know what you're in for. But I, like I said, I I I I was very uh, delighted by this movie. So yep. Um, so that, this is episode one ninety nine. One hundred ninety nine. Two hundred is coming up next week. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a crazy thing to think about. Like two hundred <laughs> episodes. Yeah, it's it, it's freaking wild to think that two hundred episodes is a lot. I, it's it boggles my mind to be honest with you to think that like we've done so many episodes of this show that like I, I don't know like I I don't even know how to put it into words but it's it's crazy to me. Yeah, it's a um, lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, I've like, listened to you guys talk about movies. For a long time, I mean, only like this is like one tenth of it in my life. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you've, a, you've we've only just recorded the last four years of us doing this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, that's what we always say. The crazy thing is that like this podcast, it's essentially just like me and LPJ would be sitting around talking about movies anyway. So like we're just kind of recording it, and we're more specific about the movies we have to watch. But like other than that, like nothing has changed. It's just. We record it and people listen to it and then like talk to us about it and apparently enjoy listening to it, which is crazy. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of which, you know, go to GameZillaMedia.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and click the discord link. Join our discord. You know, you, you could even just search last action podcast on Google and it'll take you right to our page and you can find our, our, our discord link there and, you know, join the discord chat with us. Um, every time somebody new, logs on who hasn't you know listened to the podcast before or is just getting into the podcast they always bring up good points like stuff we hadn't thought of before um and and sort of start the conversation about episodes that we haven't thought about in a year or two uh start the conversation all over with those and it brings up more stuff and brings more people in and we love we love chatting we love we love getting these different perspectives Especially when someone jumps on and they just talk about how terrible uh, Sphinx's opinions are on movies. That is always appreciated. Yep. We certainly enjoy <laughs> that because it just validates our own personal feelings. Uh, uh, and Jody, you're all over the Discord, aren't you? You're in all the channels all the time. Yeah, I talk a lot in the Discord. <laughs> I like My favorite thing about the Last Action Podcast Discord is when people just start randomly posting pictures of Mr. Freeze. Like gifts of Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Why? It was so weird. It was such a weird thing. What did you wish it was ET photos? No. God. Oh God. I was watching I was watching the um uh, Disney Plus they have the documentary series about ILM and they got to a section about ET and I was like, Oh, I don't know if I can watch this. Did you watch Chip and Dale yet? I have not watched Chip and Dale yet, no. Oh man, you gotta watch that. I know. I will I might watch it this weekend. 
yeah, I got stuff should. going it's on, a, but I might watch it this weekend. It's legitimately funny, but uh, but yeah, no, uh, we always say like you know, it, not to step on LPJ's plugs here, but we uh, you know we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, but if you really want to get involved and interact with us, join the discord that we're on the channel all the time. We're always responding and uh, it's just, it, it's fun. It's where we, we, we talk about these episodes, but like you said, we talk about we old episodes come up and that's how we've talked about the idea that we've been kicking around about redoing some movies. Cause people have been talking about them. So like, it, it's just kind of like the place to be. If you really are a fan of the show and want to be, you know, interact with us. Yep, it's the place to be until I'm kicking this idea around. I haven't officially decided on it yet, but I might start a Last Action Podcast OnlyFans site. So we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know quite yet how that's going to work. What kind of content's going to be on there? But it might be Last Action Podcast OnlyFans. Maybe we'll see. We'll see if we get that to so work. So we have to record these episodes without shirts. I don't know. I haven't decided that yet. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> It's just, it's just going to be like a live feed of uh, LBJ eating food while watching these movies shirtless. That's what it is. Yeah. Eating, eating chips and salsa. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. But, um, yeah, so everybody, I mean, like, obviously, if you're listening to this, you're probably going to tune in. But tune in next week for episode 200. Yep. We have a, a surprise special guest. <laughs> Maybe yeah, a surprise special guest. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we haven't figured that part out yet. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So Jody, thanks for being here. Anything you want to plug? Yeah. You want to plug oh, that? You, me. you want to plug that podcast that you and you and Gl- you and Glitch are starting about food? Oh, the spaghetti podcast. The spaghetti. No, we're not going to talk about that one yet. What, what you guys, the, the pasta <laughs> boys, or what do you want to call it? I don't know what, we got, what we're going to call it, but I would Not like to relevant. say I really like your theme months. Yeah. Especially no action podcast month. <laughs> oh there it is. Or you lean into just take a baby step. Light action podcast. Yep. In action podcast. Sport action podcast. <laughs> you could go. You could have a whole year of just random months. Easily. I think I think when pe- I, I I will be honest I think when like people start seeing stuff like that come up they'll be like oh boy like the podcast has a toe tag on it like when we start doing stuff like that it'll be because like LPJ has agreed that the podcast is ending and I'm just twisting his arms like yo let's do Mrs. Doubtfire one week we've already <laughs> we've already established this podcast is ending at episode two seventy two seven zero we have we at least one more episode than the last than than Legend of Retro that's all we got to do yeah. I like how you're. I like how you're like. We're just gonna do 270. That's at least like another year and a half of our life. And then I, I feel like if we get to one 270, we're gonna be like, well, we should probably just get to 300 because we're basically almost there. We'll see. But we'll cross that. We'll, we'll cross see, we'll that bridge when we get to it. We'll see how. Burn I was like, I need to get to past Gamezilla podcast. Gamezilla, Gamezilla is <laughs> still going on. So they're, yeah. uh, they're, they're like episode almost 400 and that doesn't even include like before it was gamezilla before you know when it was bx8b uh yeah, before I'm, not, that, I'm, not commi- so. I'm not committing to that many episodes right <laughs> although hopefully before the end of the uh podcast i'll convince lbj to let us do uh under siege which he thinks is not a popular action movie <laughs> i never said that i love under siege is that one where, uh, I just said it, I cake? just said we couldn't do it for like two hundred. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
Uh, anyways, uh, Jody, thanks for being on. Obviously, we always appreciate you being on. And you know what? Even though we said next time you were on, you're going to pick a movie and you didn't pick this one. Maybe next time you're on, you get to pick a movie. We have started that. Oh, shoot. Will in the episode is saying, am I wrong in remembering that LPJ agreed to do uh, Transformers Revenge of the Fallen last Friday when we were hanging out? Uh, he said it could be episode 271. <laughs> yep. after craig uh, joins the podcast yep uh wah, episode 271 wah. and i'm not gonna maybe be by episode it. 300 i'll get to pick a movie so <laughs> I yeah well don't, don't i got don't 100 episodes in there yeah don't hold your breath uh all right i think we did it all right well anyway this episode <laughs> before i commit to anything else this episode <laughs> of the last action podcast has been terminated but We'll be back.